0: Me that intro. <laughs> you it gets better every week. Draft boys are back. Oh man, it's
1: too good, dude. I'm jamming. How you are like you?
0: Full head bopping. Like, woo.
1: Might be oh, a bit. I of- can't head bop. Sorry, I can't head bop too much because I got a bit of a hangover from last night.
0: Yeah, well, uh draft night last night. FPL draft boys draft night. Is
1: yeah. this the, yeah. hang- the hangover app? Is that what we're yeah, calling it? Yeah, we should call this yeah. the hangover it for sure. <laughs> we did play a pretty classic drinking game that um, just got more and more rules as the draft, draft went on, which was interesting. Yeah, it got ugly. And picks <laughs> yeah. later in the draft might not have been as educated.
0: Maybe a bit more uh, free-minded, you know, just let it happen. Yeah. Lucy yeah. goosey. I mean,
1: yeah. Did you guys have fun? Oh no, had a
0: great time. I had a Always. great time. It's so stressful, but fun. It's like really weird combination of both for me. Like mm. I just like constantly like all those last minute searches and, you know, all those things, checking injuries before you
1: fucking pick someone like those first five rounds are real scary. Yeah. It's like make or break seasons with those first five. Eh? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It right. think it's so- scary because
2: a lot of the time as well, we're just, oh, sorry, just thinking about it like you start you group players but you're not sold on it like hey if this guy goes then it's next and it's like it's not always that definitive. So you sometimes like oh I'm pretty good and then you get to your picking like oh shit now I'm picking between three people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's never as easy. <laughs> All right. Uh boys, what we're doing this week uh with this it. We're just going to do basically a debrief of how our
1: draft went. Um, A draft deconstruction, if you will. A draft degustation. Yeah. Um, Oh.
0: Yeah, so we're just going to run through kind of how the first five rounds went in our seven-man league, um, highlighting any kind of funny or interesting picks and strategies, and then uh, we're
1: going to kind of talk a bit about our teams and how we're feeling about them. Um, Yeah, and then... After the episode, I'm going to chuck this up on our social so you can see exactly how um, we drafted and then also um, the teams kind of destructed destructured into forwards, mids, defenders and stuff. So um, have a check out the socials and hit us up and let us know how your draft went. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's get into it, boys. So I'll, it. I'll, I'll just straight up run through the first round. So as I said before, it's a seven-man league. Uh, in mm. our league, first draft pick, Went to Lukaku. Uh, second was Salah. Third was Fernandez. Fourth was Kane. Fifth was Sun. Sixth was Bamford. And seventh was Vardy. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Did anyone think that Lukaku <laughs> would go first? I mean, look, I'll just answer that just in front of Hito. I knew he'd go first because of the person who had first pick in our league. He's a Chelsea fan and he always just wants the best Chelsea player possible. Yeah, so. he's, he's guilty of those Chelsea goggles, eh? Like the team goggles. Which mm. is,
0: in this position, like Lukaku is pretty solid. Like he's definitely picked some sketchier picks in the past than him. Yeah. So I, I'm, I wouldn't give him much trouble for picking him. Yeah. Uh, In first, but I think there were maybe stronger options or more safe options, let's say that. Yeah, true.
2: He was going to go top four. Like if he got through to the fourth pick, that person's got a lot of pressure on their shoulders. So it's just Mm -hmm. the fact that you've gone for slightly unfamiliar territory over pretty safe options in Salah, Bruno and Kane as your next three.
0: And for me, as first draft pick as well, because we what we didn't say is we do a snake uh, draft. So there aren't a lot of forwards, as we all know, um, and especially forwards that score well. And Mm. when you're picking in first, if you pick a mid, by the time it snakes back to you, you'll be lucky if you're getting a decent forward. Um, You know, basically they're all gone. So if you don't pick a forward you are probably gonna get, you know, double mid pick to begin with, because it's just not worth picking a striker. I don't know about you guys, but
2: well you just miss yeah. out on the the top. There's not very many superstar top forwards. So I'd they say are just four.
0: gone. There's probably four in this league. I I'd name them as Lukaku, Kane, Bamford and Vardy. Is there anyone I've missed?
1: Yeah, I think you're pretty much on the nail and then the other, like the next tier down would be, you know, probably Ings, Antonio, and DCL and, you know, Werner if he actually can hit hit the net, you know. <laughs> like, and I, yeah, and
0: Orba is back to being a forward and I know he had a bad season last year, but I'd also put him in probably one of the yeah, premium options. In
1: the second tier, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we can't take it away from him. He, he can catch fire.
0: Yeah, so, like, okay. the strategy of first or second draft pick, you've got to be thinking about, um, you know, forwards. And if we move on to actually who got second, who picked second, who picked Salah, and we were saying, mm. you know, faced the long wait back for um, before they couldn't pick again, um, he has three midfielders are his first yeah. picks. Mm. So it kind of shows you a little bit that, like, you know, only a couple strikers go in those first two-ish rounds. It's mainly mids flying around. hundred percent.
2: But And then also, boys, I'm curious to hear because in our league, we, we did an order, but it wasn't just this is the order that you pick in. You could actually choose where you go in the order in priority. Yeah, where you drafted. Yeah. And so this one, it turned out that we pretty much everyone picked the order that we came in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. how did you guys – because I was near the back, so I couldn't really – do much but how did you guys find that process
1: stressful I was considering um going back uh especially towards the end of the week when Lukaku hadn't officially signed so I was thinking that there could be a bit of argument if you know these other two people ahead of me don't get onto that strategy to to take a late draft pick just because um you know Having a waiver wire or possibly a redraft when the window shuts is something that we have done in the past. Um, that was a strategy to take, mm. um, but yeah, you know, I was kind of happy with my pick. I was in third, and I just knew that I'd get you know one of the top four, and I was kind of happy. I just knew that it was going to be a tough decision between two people at that point for me. Yeah,
2: yeah. A- and why do you were uh, fifth choice to pick? Were I you was fifth. nervous about picking? to either stay in fifth or push yourself further back to the the
0: start. Yeah, 100%. I I actually, I'd spoken to my brother, Tim, shout out, who uh, was first draft pick. He was first to pick where he drafted. And initially his strategy was he kind of wanted Lukaku. He was pretty sure he was going to pick him anyway. And he thought that he could probably get him in the third or fourth round. The only issue being that Miles was, is a Chelsea fan as well. And no matter where he put, unless it was, he chose to be second draft pick, Miles will be ahead of him. So he would get Lukaku. Right. So yeah. in my mind though, I thought, Oh, Miles probably will play it safe and not go Lukaku. So he'll pick fourth and get Lukaku. And that way the snake comes back and he gets, you know, probably a, a better second player as well as Lukaku. Um, Instead, he decided not to go with that. He decided he really wanted Lukaku, so he picked him first and had to face that weight that we were talking Mm. about, Um, which I was thinking about all day because I was like, if Tim moves, I wonder what everyone else would do. And I did think that Miles may try to push further back. Um, And I, I just didn't know. I was doing all these mock drafts to try and figure out what I would do in each scenario to see who I would get where if like say one of the guys decided to pick after me, would I go further forward or further back? Yeah. But I was fairly certain that I would basically be uh, fifth pick or later. Or later, yeah. So when I was thinking that I was going through and I was like, the way it worked out, I really thought that KDB was a name that was really hard to ignore in fifth pick. Mm. Like he's typically had, you know, he's had some pretty good seasons. Last year wasn't great, and he's been injury, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. And I really didn't like that idea. It just felt very unsafe. No, you know, disrespect to KDB, but I just I but I also did not like the decision. For me, in my mind, it was between Sun and KDB in that or Vardy. Like those were the three players, and I hated that decision. But I did not like turning down KDB because He's KDB, like scored 240 points the season for last. Mm. You know, definitely capable of a massive haul, um, but the fear of injury was huge. Then Sun has all these risks involved and maybe they're positive, maybe they're negative, maybe Kane leaves and he plays as out of position forward, or maybe Kane stays and he still gets good points, or maybe they're just not a good team because they lose Kane. I don't know. Yeah. There was a lot lot of questions. Mm. And then Vardy's like, how old's Vardy? 36 now? And we have this oh, conversation. Is he that he's, old? No, he's 30. no, no, no. He's 35. 34. No, I think he's 35. 34. Hang on. Siri, really? tell me. How old is Jamie Vardy? <laughs> hey, Siri, how old is Jamie Vardy? Jamie
1: Vardy is 34 years old. Oh, there you go, Milo. He'll be 35 you, this just, season. Just trust me, all right? Come on. All right. That's a really, really good deconstruction of the like the first five picks. But I want to go to Hito because I really want to get your thoughts. You were in six yeah. and Hit me. you Hit went me. my boy, Paddy B. And yeah. at first it just shocked me. I actually, like, I floored myself. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, because I wouldn't have him this year. And then also because of, like, you know, the dynamic of picking up Paddy B in six. Yeah. What was mm. going through your head? Was that a plan? Um, you know, talk us through it.
2: Oh man, it was a tough one. He was definitely up there for me. I, it was very much planning it in the moment because um, I would have my priority at that point after before Whitey picked before me. I was going to get Sun. Um, yeah, okay. Oh. I was going for Sun. Oh. I thought oh. you were going to be Louis because, and then part of the reason I chose Paddy B is I had the same reservations about KDB, and I kind of didn't want to yeah. take that risk in that decision, knowing that there were
0: a few more picks uh, after me. Can I quickly yep. say as well, like in my position, I was looking at who's behind me. And so it's Hito and our friend Bobby, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. And I was trying to deep dive into their minds and think, okay, who were they going to pick? Now, Bobby is a fucking wild card. Like yeah. <laughs> trying to guess what he was going to do was driving me crazy. Oh I mate, think last it, season I, he did, he did Trent and Robbo as the snake as his first and second pick. So what are you gonna do with that? Like anyway, so I, I was sitting there, and that's why I, like I got really driven crazy by trying to predict what would happen because I was like, I can predict Tito to some extent, yeah. but I cannot predict what Bobby will do. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, oh well, I guess I just got to go, go with the flow. But yeah, I did consider trying to force you to choose KDB. Yeah, because I thought he was the fifth pick, and I thought about going and taking the sixth pick. I said to Miles, I was like, should I go? Six and four to pick KDB, <laughs> and um, we were kind of laughing about it, and then I was like, oh, I don't know, I think I'd prefer the control to pick the player I thought was going to be better. Yeah, I had similar kind of that's where I kind
2: of fell with Paddy B. I partly didn't want to make the decision on KDB, so I kind of wanted to take it out of my hands, mm-hmm. um, potentially by Bobby, but also I just really highly rated Paddy B, and I'm like, I know his leads, but um. I
1: just yeah. think yeah, he's on pens, you know, and he's always in the attack and he's the know, only he's,
2: striker. Like they really have like, yeah, had he like
1: that was, that was the hashtag last year, wasn't it? So. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I just, I just feel confident with Leeds doing similar again. So I just, I completely and this, followed, this followed through with the rest of my picks. I just went really mm. safe with performers last year who had minutes, contributions, <laughs> yeah. solid points. That's, I went real safe generally.
0: Yeah, for, for yeah me, no, I could. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say Did you ever consider Vardy or Mane over KDB as well? Um,
2: I did. I was kind of put off by Mane because I had him last year, which is not the best thing to have in fantasy, mm. but it's always a hard dilemma each year to like not want to have the same player again. And um, as a Liverpool fan too, like I was yeah. kind
1: of like, Oh, will he? Yeah. He might I
2: also go for r- Mane. I know. I also rated Paddy B over Vardy anyway. So it was KDB, Paddy B or Mane. And I thought, well, there's, you know, a few of those picks still there. Bobby can only pick two before it comes back to me. So I'm gonna at least get another one of them. I felt comfortable with how many players. I was happy to get on the snake back. So
1: there also could have been a strategy to to pick up Mane because you just you know how lethal he is, and if he gets going, you know if Salah gets going, they're gonna kind of help each other. But then get Paddy B on the way back. Like, do you think that Bobby would have just gone Vardy, Paddy B, like? (laughs) He might that's, have. That's a question yeah. as
0: well. Dude, I think he was going Vardy no matter what. That's one thing with Bobby. I was very, uh, not certain, but I, I really felt he was going to go Vardy. He, yeah, he loved him Barty. so many times. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and that's why I thought by the dangle of KDB was still out there. He might be lured in by the that dangle. too. And then I'd get, yeah, money if he picked KDB or I was happy to pick KDB on the way back.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I, now I think, maybe let's – should we move into the second round and that way we can kind of talk about that yeah, second phase exactly. of the, the strategy. So uh, so as I said before, we snake back. So uh, seventh pick, pick first again, and he went for Mane, as we've already kind of discussed. Hito went for KDB. I went for Rashford. Uh, Stace went for oh, – sorry, uh, fourth pick went for Sancho. Third went for Sterling. Second, Grealish, and first was Mount. So, sorry, I said the order that we picked in, not the order that that went. Yeah, seven, seven back yeah. to one, yeah. So seven back to one. Um, yeah, so Bobby went on a Hito went KDB, I went Rashford. Um, so, Hito, were you happy there with uh, KDB in the second?
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't not pick him. I was kind of at a, a point where I had to. I couldn't. He was going to go before it came back to me. It was just the picks after, even with that potential risk of KDB, I'm like, I just couldn't not pick him. Um, I really wanted Sancho, to be honest. I was willing to take that risk, but I, really? valued, I valued the risk of KDB's injury less than Sancho. A new player in the season, new player in the game. But I think I, Sancho's going to kill it. 100%
1: so. Yeah, I, I 100%, 100% agree. A great, and I was going to actually pick up Sancho. I was going to go double Man United midfielder to start um, if it got to me. Um, unfortunately, it went one pick before me, but that's okay. Um, before we go on to me, though, let's just quickly discuss, discuss the Rashford yeah. Was there any second thoughts about getting Rashford? I know his injury, it's, it's not bad. Cause it's just shoulder.
0: Yeah. But I'm not as, what were you
1: thinking? Well, yeah, hundred percent of the injury
0: plays in because there's not really much about how long he's out for. Um, I assume that like, you know, it won't be like waiting to come back from any sort of leg leg injury. Like, you know, he'll probably be, be able to play while recovering. So I'm hoping it's not a crazy amount of time, but, like, my, myself, I'm thinking United are going to be pretty good this year. Um, yeah. They've add, only added to their attack. Uh, if he decides to play Rashford up front, he's an out-of-position mm. player. Like, he's playing yeah. as a for like, he's classified as a midfielder, but he's, you know, playing as forward, which, you know, as obviously we all value quite highly in fantasy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just, like, I was trying to pick someone that I thought was actually quite safe, even though the injury was there. Uh, Rashford's a fairly consistent performer and actually didn't have the greatest season last year, but United, it seems to be on the up. And I just feel like he's going to benefit from that as well. But yeah, that was kind of it. And then I didn't like the risk of Sancho. I had Sterling last year, who you picked, Miles, and, Sterling was mm. very rotated last year and didn't have a lot of form. And then yeah. there's Grealish too, who's competing with potentially Sterling or a fucking million other amazing Man City forwards. I know they yeah. spent a lot of money on him, but there's no doubt that there's going to be rotation. Um, yeah. It just, to me, seemed like the safest option.
1: Yeah, I like it. And the only one thing that I want to kind of maybe borderline correct you on is... I think Rashford had a great season last year. You know, you said that he had an average one, but oh, he was, I, th- I think he was like fifth highest mid. Like, that's he's he, he, he got what 174, which I think was his one of his best totals. So I think it's a great pick. Um, I would have picked him if he did get through to me, um, even yeah, though okay. I thought it was quite unlikely.
0: Oh, yeah, um, he did get 174. You're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a killer pick. Um, and I think it was probably between him and Sancho and, you know, Obviously, you go safe with Rashford. Sancho goes next. Um, It comes to me and I'm thinking, what do I do? I've got Sterling, Grealish. I could maybe take a risk on Havertz in the second. Um, I've gone with Sterling and I'll tell you my kind of logic behind it. I know he didn't have the greatest season last year, um, but Pep really, really likes him. And Look, you gave him- me so much shit, mate. You gave me so <laughs> much shit for Sterling last year. I know, but that's because I wanted it. You know, I, I, I wanted to put the fear into you. I wanted to maybe get you to trade him and then he'd go on a tear and just so I can have the bants against you. But then <laughs> I, I watched every England game in, in the Euros and he, to me, looked like their best player. And I think that yeah, it's I a agree. perfect opportunity to um, continue that run of form And he's just initiated the the new contract talks with City because there was a few, you know, speculations. Will he stay? Will he go? And um, it it looks like it should be going ahead. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. Um, And I thought, you know, I'm just going to take a gamble this year. As we kind of go and deconstruct my team later in the pod, um, you'll see that my team is very, very high risk. And I thought that I just, you know, put it all on the table, and just give myself a chance to go back-to-back. Back. So I, I just pray to the fantasy gods that the risks don't pay off. Because if <laughs> they do, too. it's
0: a scary thing. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah we- Grealish went next and Mount after that. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised like Mount, I, You uh, go. Yes. I was just going to say, yeah, I'm not t- too surprised by either of
2: those picks. Yeah, I think all of the yeah. players, we wouldn't... There's no one out of place there for our first two rounds, I think. No, I would would agree. You really start seeing names drop off now, which is the spice of round three.
1: Round three is always an interesting round, eh? Take us through from one to seven, what happened. Well,
0: yeah, round three, aka the Berahino round, as we like to call it. Yeah, um, (laughs) we do. It's famously named after him. because Might uh, be something else now. Went went in the third. But uh, yeah, so first pick... Picked up Jodder in the third. Uh, second went Havertz. Third was Werner. Fourth was uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, fifth was uh, Ings. That was my pickup. Hedo picked up uh, Watkins in sixth, and uh, seventh pick was Dallas. So, um,
1: and you called it. You called it when we were doing our preseason that someone would draft Dallas way too high. Yeah. Um, before we get to that, let's go from the start. How Were you were you guys thought that, you know, everyone kind of went in order from round three? Any surprises for you guys?
2: Um, Jotter? <laughs> I think Jotter was a little early. I don't think it's as bad as some people think overall as a fancy Me too. pick. But Me too. I do
0: agree, but I just think it's early. I think, I think there's a bit better early. pick for him there. Like, mm. I'm not saying the decisions are easy because... The you know, you can see by the next two picks that the decisions aren't easy because the next two picks are Havertz and Werner. And like there are huge question marks over them now that Lukaku's come. And I'm not saying that one of them isn't gonna play or both of them aren't gonna play, but that like there is literally no guarantee. I mean, for me, the only guarantees
1: are that Mount and Lukaku are gonna play. Yeah, I, I agree. And um I look I'm, I'm wondering, you know, Havertz doesn't look like he's droppable, but you're right, you know, when we've been speaking, you know, not recording, you know, he's only really played him as, you know, that striker role. And Lukaku's obviously going to fill that position. The only, th- the reason why I picked up Werner is the best that Werner's looked in a Chelsea team is when he's been out wide, working hard and, you know, creating space. So I was kind of hoping that It would be, you know, Werner, Lukaku, and either Ziyech or Pulisic out wide. You know, that's in ideally that's how I'd like to see Chelsea with maybe Mount. Mount mount behind, you know, just playing that number. You know, but then you have to change formation.
0: But then you have to change the formation, which has been so successful at Chelsea. Like, he may do that because obviously now he's got different players at his disposal. Um. Mm. But he's going to have to go against something that's super successful, and for me, I, I just thought that both Havertz and Werner are like going to be in massive competition because we've got Pulisic who cannot be written off either, and yeah. we've got Ziyech as well. And with a big centre forward in the middle, you're going to want guys that can put balls into him and also run off of him. And like in actually, in my opinion, it would be Ziyech. I would play Ziyech there because if. If we could, yeah. Yeah, I know, that injury. But he yeah. has been amazing in preseason, can be lethal, and has an amazing cross on him. So just he fits well for me. But anyway, Hito, what are your thoughts? I agree, man. There's a
2: lot of question marks I don't even know from an outside of Chelsea fan perspective. It's a lot, it's a lot to try and work out. Uh, I had Ziyech quite high up in my list pre his injury. Yeah, I was t- almost tempted to go him with the injury risk, but his forms so. only come in pre-season, and who knows what the fuck's going to happen in a month's time
0: when he comes back. And that's the thing as well. Last it's- time he got injured, it didn't come back quick. Yeah,
2: then there's no like history of um, Tuchel like showing loyalty or anything to him. So no, the fact that you guys weren't picking him it, every time a round went past, I was less hesitant to to grab him. But you know, do you guys feel about Trent going in the third round? I guess that's pretty safe too.
1: So I'm glad he um, did. And I'm glad I didn't have to pick him. (laughs) I actually, this is, this is my biggest regret. I was actually going to pick up Trent in the third. And I, I was just, I was having so much fun. We were having drinking games and I actually completely forgot about him. And I picked Uh, up Werner and then straight away it went Trent. And I was just like forehead slap moment. That's what I was going to do. Um, so that's my biggest regret of the draft, just to, like, uh, let you guys know I I, I yeah. was supposed to go Trent. And, um, yeah. Those
0: obviously. things can happen on draft night. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this might bring up a fairly good question, but, I mean, everyone has their kind of uh, ways for prepping for draft night and um, trying to avoid doing something stupid. Um what do you guys do? what like what what's what information is in front of you on Draft night? Do you just use the fantasy page, or do you have a spreadsheet with some stuff on it? or what what's kind of your strategy?
2: I'm pretty uh, I guess limited in terms of my prep. I like to just um, use mostly the the fantasy site, but what I do is i I go through and I rank players in each position in the watch list. So I haven't prioritized forwards or mids or what order I want to go. I leave that for the night and the balance of when people are going and what comes to me when it's my turn. But I at least have a slight order set roughly of who I prioritize in the forwards or in the mids so I know who to look at next. Mm. Um, And I'm pretty loose. I really like to just do stuff on the night. Um, I don't get too strict in terms of... Loosey-goosey. Yeah, I'm a bit loosey-goosey.
0: I like to have that flexibility on the night. All right, cool, Miles. What do you? What about you? Um, look, I do have. Considering you should fantasy... really talk about this because you're the one that cocked it up. So
1: let's hear. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, What your methods um, are? <laughs> basically, I, I've got the fantasy like draft rank up, and every time someone goes, I I put it on the watch list. So I just kind of know who's still available. I've also got a spreadsheet with uh, everyone's uh, points that they did last season. And I just think the reason why I messed it up is I, I just, I wasn't looking at the defenders, which mm-hmm. I should have just, you know, I should, have, if I have one glance to the left, I pick up Trent, but I was yeah. just so focused on like looking at the next forwards and mids because well I was actually looking at forwards because I didn't have one yet. And I knew that I had to get one. And otherwise I thought all the forwards that I want would be gone by the time it got back to me. Um, yeah, so, and then look, I, I actually have been calling it on the pod that I do, um, I, I rate Werner. I think that if he has the time and if he gets put out to the wing role, which I'd like to see him, which we saw him, you know, play the champions league final, the back end of last season. Um, he was so good. So um, I completely agree. I'm very nervous for him to be the one that they pick
0: because if he is, I think this season will be much better because a, there's a lot less pressure on him. Uh mm. B, the offside rule has changed. It's now using a thicker line, which we yeah. talked about. And he was ruled offside many a time and by close offsides as well. He's got to learn so, to finish though, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> but that's not gonna be as there's not gonna be as much pressure on him to do that. You know, they yeah, like can just pass it at like,
1: last minute to Lukaku, you know. Yeah, this, yeah. he's not the that. yeah,
0: he's not the man that's meant to get the
2: the twenty five goals. If he just gets ten to fifteen, that's that's solid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but Whitey, what cool. do you do, mate, with your prep? I know you're pretty, you like to spend a I'm few hours. Mate. i mate.
0: I like to spend a few hours on the day of the draft if I have that luxury. Um, you know, I, we've drafted plenty of times on Saturday nights in the past, but in Australia here, um, if the games are being played on Friday night in England, we have to get the draft done on Friday night, which makes sense. Um, so, you know, sometimes I don't have a Friday free. But, uh, yeah, this year I did. So I sat down from, like, 9 in the morning, read everything I could. And I I have a spreadsheet here. It's quite elaborate. And it's developed more and more over the years. But now uh, on the left-hand side, I have, like, it's in a spread. It's got forwards, mids, defenders, keepers across. Then I list down uh, in each of those positions my favourites. Mm. It's color coded by round. So, you know, the first seven cells are yellow and then the next seven cells are blue. Then the next seven cells are, you know, yellow. So I know which rounds they are. Yeah. Are you you sure they're
1: those colors? Because
0: I'm pretty sure you're colorblind. I am colorblind. And that's why I picked those colors because (laughs) it's very easy for me to tell the difference between yellow and blue. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I go do that for Fords, mids, defenders and keepers. And a new thing I've started doing in the last two or three years is I do a list that's a draft order, which is basically just an overall rank because this is actually something to combat the mistake that Miles made because his lists are similar to mine. They're just the points of the keepers, their players and where they fell last season. Mine is the same, so that if I didn't think about Trent for a second, I might miss him. So this thing is like an overall list of literally my favourite player down as far as maybe the fourth round. All so positions. Four, yeah, four, four rounds of picks. So for our seven-man league, that's uh, 28 picks. So I'll make a list of my favourite from top to bottom. So oh. in that in that instance, Trent was... It's gone now because I delete them as they go. Um, But he was roughly around where he went. And, yeah, yeah, that kind of safeguards me from missing those players, like defenders or even goalkeepers. And it kind of reminds me as well of the potential of, like, defenders and keepers. Yeah, Because on draft night it's easy to forget, like, exactly how many points a, a good goalkeeper can get or a good defender can get. Yeah. And, and, and then yeah. you just balance out from
2: there depending on who's being picked, whether you want to yeah, skew like towards not, a mid or a forward.
0: Yeah. Like I yeah. don't, I'm, I don't adhere exactly to that. And then the final thing I do is I, I have like the draft kind of set up from one to 15 in a spreadsheet and I put the order in of who the draft order. And then I do like the first couple rounds, I simulate them, like I was saying. So yeah, a lot of stuff, but let's move on. Um,
1: yeah, also, that's so more Just water- to finish round three, um, yeah. the rest of yeah, round so- three goes Ings. You picked up Ings. Hito goes Watkins. And then we go yeah, Dallas. I think we yeah, don't heavy. really need to talk about Bobby does Ings Dallas. and Watkins. Yeah, Bobby does. Bobby does. <laughs> oh, I
0: think Ings and Watkins is a good conversation.
1: Well, I, I was just going to say we don't need to talk about them because I just think that's exactly where they should go and they're just two great picks in the third. Like that's that's what I'm... Really? think okay. you know, like, interesting. I, I don't think they're surprises. I think that they're two awesome pickups and they're really going to benefit from having each other at Villa and I think yeah. you guys are going to have a sweet battle watching those two play this year.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you think, Hito, but like I think we talked about it a bit on the night and I'd seen a few things saying that Watkins might go back to a role he's played traditionally before out on the wing, um, cutting in and that Ings would play up front. And then obviously they've got backup in the striker position because Watkins mm-hmm. can always slid in there when Ings gets inevitably injured. Um but, but for me, like Watkins is probably playing out wide. So I thought maybe Watkins was not super early, maybe five picks too early. And that's being picky.
1: Yeah. intended. I, I think what, that is picky because if you look at the next five picks, I'd probably pick Watkins out of all of those five. Personally. Over Harrison? Yeah, but I yes. got him anyway on
2: the way back. Yeah, true.
1: All right. Fair enough.
2: But yeah. Like you don't know that when you're happening, but yeah, I also was factoring in I'm on the snake. I'm getting someone quick after it. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can guess who's not going And Yeah. There's obviously doubt over exactly how it worked, but I think he played well enough last year that he's not, it's not going to be just one or the other. I think they're both mm-hmm. going to play and- somehow and they're both threatening and they're both good. So I don't know. I kind of want to say for just numbers, but yeah, there's potential. And also- he can
1: play wide. I reckon Hito was was playing the man because he knows his boy Bobby's behind him, and he he can kind of bank that he doesn't know exactly what's going on because, especially at that point in the draft, I think Bobby had had about four or five fireballs, and he was looking very very bleary eyed. He, so he was looking fired up like, in the wrong way. It's all good. I can get Harrison on the way back
2: because yeah, Bobby went
1: through. With Dallas.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the first time in the history of our drafts. This is our 10th season. Can you believe it? 10 seasons of draft. And someone has asked to take their pick back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) Well, that was partly my fault because I was stoked that he picked Dallas because, as Miles said before, I said, someone is going to pick Dallas early and not realise that he is – A a mid now because he obviously had a great season last year, and you know, he'll lose a lot of those clean sheet points,
1: which means
0: and bonus points too. So, yeah, so I was like, Oh, well, Dallas is actually a benefit to people that pay attention because I mean, look, if he goes as deep as he needs to, then you grab him, but if he goes early, like he did here with Bobby, who hadn't paid attention. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny and it benefits us because as Hito said, like he got Harrison on the way back and I think Bobby's first thing he said when I mentioned that as after he picked him that he was uh, now no longer a defender, he was like, I want Harrison. And we're like, too late, buddy. <laughs> and I just was like, he's not going to go to Leeds.
2: Like it's so long before it comes back to him, no matter how drunk he is. I yeah, just don't no. see him picking two players from Leeds. So I felt 100%. confident.
1: <laughs> no that right, no, so was good it's a good opportunity to um so go from you know uh from first pick through to seven in round four and just just tell us what happened and we'll discuss it why well, you- this
0: is the snake back so we're starting at the end again so it goes obamiang uh harrison then dcl went uh Rapina, antonio next richarlison and uh last of this round was madison um, so I guess let's start at the beginning or, or the end of the snake, as I said. Uh or Bamiang.
1: I think it's I pretty think, good in the fourth. Like I think it I, could be a it could be a steal.
0: That's the thing. And it is a risk, a hundred percent a risk. And I think this is one of the things that we've talked about before is like you've got to look at your team and how many risks you've already taken before you look at someone like a Bamiang, like he might be a very enticing player, but if you've taken several risks already with a player that might be injury prone or a player that like, you know, well, is just a plain risk. If you do that again, you can very quickly
1: see yourself in a position where you're not doing so good. True. True. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think it's kind of like let's wait and see for that pick and we'll discuss it throughout the season.
0: I think if Bobby had, if the last pick hadn't picked Dallas for before that and picked, you know, mm. Harrison and then put Aubameyang, then I would have said his team was pretty safe um, yeah. before that. He had Vardy, Mane already, which that's for me, you know, pretty consistent performers. Um, mm. You know, if he backed it up with Harrison, who to me, you know, is going to play a lot of minutes and I think do pretty well this season and then said Obamiang, what oh, about, great. Now, the Dallas and the net, they just threw a little spanner in the works for old Bob. But yeah, yeah he was going to go within the next four or five picks anyway. So yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. I think,
2: I think the next flag for me from my side, White, I'd love to hear about your DCL pick. Because for me, me too. Everton a super high risk this season. Mm. What, what a, can you explain the high risk thing? I, I, I have my opinions, but I just don't rate them. I don't rate them. I don't know, if, like, the whole Rafa situation, like, what the fans and response is, the whole vibe around the club. They haven't made good yeah. signings. They were pretty average last year. I know DCL's a pretty... He was just, you know, outperforming for a shitty team last year, but I don't know. i love and to hear I, you. I,
1: the one, so just before you talk, Whitey, I'd also like to say that DCL was most prolific for the first half of the season when... Um, hammers when James Rodriguez was playing really well. And I yeah. don't know if they've got that creativity that they, that they once had in um, a James Rodriguez in form. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you reckon, Whitey? Like, why'd you go M? I um, I actually yeah. thought that you were going to pick up who I ended up picking up Antonio in that spot. Like talk us through that. I think I was a little bit haunted by Antonio last year. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: Like that definitely plays on your mind. So I had Antonio last year and Antonio was a punish last year. It was like, as soon as he came back, he was scoring. And then he'd go out and be like, oh, he's out for four weeks. And then he'd get to the four weeks and it's like, and then they just add another couple of weeks. And you're like, fuck. And people are like, why didn't you drop him? I'm like, well, because they constantly say he's coming back and then he doesn't, then he's injured again. <laughs> and yeah. I, I couldn't go through that again. <laughs> and I, I was, it was just, it was kind of, it was shit. And I was, I was already a bit nervous about Ings in that he, He's been better in the last two two seasons, but he can get injuries too. And um, so that's I, why you went. I, that's why you went striker, not another mid, because of Ings. Mostly. Yeah. So I I decided that. Well, basically, I decided that at that point that DCL. I thought DCL would get a bigger return than any of the next picks. That's basically my theory. He got 160 points last year. He was in. He was like 12th on the, the list and we're talking right now about, you know, the, um, what pick is this in the draft? It's like nearly the 25th pick. Mm. If he mm. performs even, you know, he might not perform as well, but, but and if he, he does
1: 80%, yeah. If he does 80%, then it's a bargain. He
0: still outscores a lot of those players in that position. When you just take a look at how many players the players get in those top you know, 10, it filters down to about one, you know, 50 pretty quick. And that's something I was just like, look, I think DCL can manage to get some goals. I know he didn't do have a great end of the last season, but I just, I just saw a number next to his name and thought, even if it's 20 points less than that, I still think, you know, that's almost a decent, Mm. but a decent pick here.
1: Yeah. That's that's fair enough. And, you know, we're going to see how it all unfolds throughout the season. I um, know. Oh, so after that, Rafania goes, um, which I think's just a pretty solid pick in in that spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of wish I went him now. Um, yeah. A little, a little bit. You could have. A little bit. You really, really could have. Yeah. That, that is, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I think the
2: rest of this round is. I'm not surprised really by any. I I have a little again concerns over Richarlison, just because of Everton. But overall, as fantasy picks, the rest of you know Rafinha, Antonio, Richarlison, Madison. I think all good picks.
0: Is
1: yeah, it I just me or like I've got concerns over Madison? I mean, he's really he's he's been Need touted to. to possibly make a transfer, um, and I don't know. Like I know he's a great player, but. I just, if he stays there, then I think it's probably pretty good. But if he moves to Arsenal that they're talking about, um, you know, I I, I I, have a few doubts and I share the same opinion with Richarlson, even though he is pretty steady and he's on pens. Um, and just to sum up that round with who I picked up, Antonio, it's, I, I think it is a risk, but I'm kind of willing to make a risk as you kind of see with, you know, the rest of my pickups. Um, Can I make a quick point? I
0: just, I just wanted to say one quick thing on Madison because this I had a thought about this as well, Milo. And I looked at his history, you know, he's been in the Prem three seasons now. So we've got a pretty good idea of what to expect from him. Now in his first season, he had, uh, 2,800 minutes, which is playing pretty much every game. He got 137 points. Next season, 2600 minutes, you know, 125 points. Last season was a bit less minutes because he was injured. two thousand you know, 2100 minutes, pretty much, and he got 133 points. He's never gotten over 140 points in a season. Um, I'm just wondering if you know if that if we already kind of know what James Madison is. That's that's his. That's his ballpark. Is that kind of range, like eight goals, seven assists. Like he's pretty much. Wait, got is this Madison
2: that. or Richarlison? Who are we talking about?
0: I'm talking about Madison. Oh, Madison. Madison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I thought I. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I circled back. This is Not Madison. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, he's pretty consistently showed a certain amount of points, and I just think that maybe it was slightly early to pick him there. Yeah. Based off his very, very consistent point hauls.
2: But then it's like a safe, solid one forty, like potentially. And you look at some of the rest and I don't no one's screaming out for me that's gonna be able to get more than that.
1: I think Zaha <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I think Zaha and and Mares has great potential Yeah. at that point. I in my opinion, but like that's a good opportunity to go into round five and and this is the last round we'll go through after. in depth. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, I'll quickly run through round five. So round five uh, went Jimenez, uh, Barnes, Mares, Zaha, Emi Martinez, Robertson, and Wilson, the striker from Newcastle. Um, mm. Okay, so, you know, obviously first pick is snaking back. So he have got Madison now. He's got Jimmy, Jimmy on his second um, pick. What do you guys think?
1: I think that's a scary pick for him. Um, I think that there was definitely, you know, Mares and Zaha um, on the table. Even Wilson, I thought Wilson's a bit of a steal at the end of round five. Personally, we'll get mm. to that. Um, and even Barnes, I mean, he uh, he was injured a lot and he scored a lot of points before that. That's true, but
0: and I this is the tough part about draft, like compared to budget, in that you know, you have to make that call before they've even kicked the ball. Whether you think that they're going to stick with Ian Archo, who was amazing at the end of last season or yeah. change their formation and bring Barnes back in and then lose Ian Archo. So like, that's, how do you do that? That's where the guessing comes in. And that's why, like for me, it's risk. It's a risk in a way at that pick, but I mean, depending on your team, by, pick five, you can actually start taking risks. Yeah. But I look at that team that he's got, which is Salah, no risk there. Grealish, who knows how much rotation there will be, but, I'm you know, fairly solid but could be rotated. Havertz, we're not absolutely certain as to where, no. where, what they're going to do. Richarlison, you know, we've already said there's question marks over him, and then he goes Barnes, like there's not a lot of safety in that. I have a lot more right. comfort with Barnes. If
2: Barnes made it to me, I would have gone him. Okay.
1: So, so can you answer me this? If Barnes and Mares, and even if Zaha were available when it got to you in this round, which one of those three do you pick? Me. No, or yeah. well, both of you, but I was talking to Hedo. Yeah, go ahead. Just because he rated Barnes.
2: I, th- I had Barnes listed higher, but it, it would have been very close for Zaha after just because of his history. But I, I don't rate, yeah. I don't like Palace at all. <laughs> but he has proven he's consistent and will get goals on his own. But mm, I yeah, we'll... didn't put high, to be honest. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Question mark. It went against my strategy of like kind of safe picks. Oh, minutes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, Zaha here. I'm just having a quick look at his history. Highest Hall ever was 149 points. Has pretty much every season for the last one, two, three, four, five got over 135 points. Uh, lowest in that time has been 120. So he's a fairly consistent performer, him in, in you know in the bracket, probably just above Madison.
1: Yeah, and and that's where I want to go to the Mares debate, like. Just while I'm talking, just go back and get the stats on how he's performed in previous seasons. But Maris, he didn't play all the minutes last year and he still got like, I think he got about 150 from memory. And he's Yeah, I'm looking at it now. With KDB, um, with a few question marks about how many minutes he'll play, you know, Maris is on pens, he's on free kicks. You know, um, Pep's going to want to have a spot kick player in that team and Maras just fits that bill so well he can cut in so well he, he works well with City's dynamic and I think that he could have potential to put put up a really big haul again like he did that first year at Leicester um if he gets those minutes dude stays fit 240. As well. 240 is yeah. his, it was his second year at Leicester but yeah 240
0: was his okay, yeah, second year. And then second highest score here is 195 in 2017, which he was, was he at City then? Uh, I he think got nearly so, 3,000 yeah. minutes. So I, for yeah. me, I don't know if that would have been at City. Oh, uh, maybe anyway, not. Is that the- and then in 18, 2018, he got 102 points and had about 1,300 minutes. Uh, that then, was the first year at City. That was okay. the first year at City. So this is his fourth year at City. This season, so nineteen twenty he got one hundred and seventy points with nineteen hundred minutes, and then last year he got one hundred and forty-five points with nineteen hundred minutes. So he doesn't need many minutes to get a decent haul. So I, I'd say I agree with you, Miles. He's probably he's probably the best um, of those those three options. But the, I think to it pick goes him up Mahrez, in Zaha,
2: Barnes. The, the thing with him though is you've got to be. Um, resilient throughout the season to keep playing him when he has those moments where he's not starting or he's coming off the bench, maybe not doing anything. Mm. Because mm. over the long term, he'll get you the 150, but you're going to have dips mm. because of you that gotta, starting, yeah. and you've got to stay like have conviction and hold him.
1: All right. And should we move on to the last... with a player? Oh, sorry. I'll just, I'll just say that's bad with a player like me because I've got itchy trigger fingers, you know, I, <laughs> yeah I make the most transfers out of any player in the league. I think I had a, I think I beat everyone with transfers by about 30 last season. Um, so yeah, that's, it's going to be a tough season for me if he's not getting all the game time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why, Hito, why do you give him such good advice? Don't
1: just trade him, mate. I'll take him. I'll
2: <laughs> mate, take him. I, know,
0: I know he won't. He won't. He can't hold. <laughs> He'll fold. He'll okay. Fold. Let's finish off round five. I got a little interesting here with our first goalkeeper going with me. Um, yeah. I went back with Emmy again, Martinez. Uh, mate, you, Hito, not. you went Robo. I know I could have
2: not. I, now I'm like, I meant, I meant like you couldn't not pick him. Like he's just your boy.
0: He is my boy, but I also believe I could have waited a little longer. Yeah. But, but anyway, that's neither here nor there now. But uh, Robbo, uh, Hito picked Robbo and then Bobby picked Wilson. So for me, I have got two mids, two forwards already. I'm looking at that 186 points that Martinez got last year and thinking the only difference is Grealish isn't there, but now they have Buendia who, you know, we said a lot last year that they lost a lot of games without Grealish.
1: Um, but it's but, the defence that he got their points from and that hasn't changed. So No,
0: but still, Grealish, whenever Grealish wasn't playing, there wasn't quite as much attacking threat and they did lose more games when Grealish wasn't on the pitch. But I think that mm. Wendy is going to fill that role fairly well. I mean, not the exact way, but they've definitely spent some money um, this year. I think potentially I'm hoping enough to accommodate the loss of Grealish and hopefully enough to maintain, um, you know, that haul from Martinez. But we'll see. We'll see. I just, I, I, maybe I could have waited a bit longer and that's the nature of goalkeepers and defenders in draft. You know, you yeah, they probably should go earlier based on the amount of points they had. If everyone just picked based off how many points they, the defenders and goalkeepers would get, mm-hmm. then Martinez probably should have gone earlier. But because people tend to wait on defenders and goalkeepers you can kind of wait but it, you it's how long can you wait yeah well it was then four more rounds before another keeper was picked yeah so for me i'm like shit probably should have probably should have waited a little longer
2: but but you don't know though like cuz if he was a standout performer last year if he was free
0: someone might have jumped on him one round later two rounds later you don't I know. know so oh, I just I liked him. He was it was a good point haul. He was in my team every week, and uh, he played so well in the the Copa. So you know, I think um, yeah. you know, worth backing. Hito Robo, are you interested in injuries there, or you know, are you worried about injury? Nah, man, he'll only be out for like a month or something, and he's just so
2: good and you know consistent. It's I think even if he misses you know four or five games, he's he's safe.
0: And Liverpool has good backup this year for their defenders if anything goes wrong like last year. Exactly.
2: And, and I got um, – I had it in, as part of my strategy. I'm lucky it got this late in it, but I picked up the left back, Simicas, as the backup for Liverpool to cover yeah. whilst whilst Robbo's out. So, I've got a perfect defence
0: for the season. Okay. So, I think we already kind of discussed, Wilson. We said potentially it was lucky – that Bobby even got him there, that he should have maybe gone a bit earlier. Um, he's on pens if he can stay fit. Even though he's at Newcastle, he could get a decent haul. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much the first five rounds covered pretty well. Um, you know, do you guys want to kind of talk about how your draft went, you know, past that and just how you feel about your your team and the balance and all that?
1: Yeah, Hedo, um, run us through the rest of your team from round six and um – to say what you like, what you don't like?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, so after Robo, I've uh, got Shaw, Wood, Saka, Suchek, Target, Mings, Meslier, Simicas, Mora, and Pickford.
1: I think, first of all, I think Shaw is a steal in the sixth. I think that's a fantastic pickup. Um, the rest of it's pretty good. Um, wondering about Target, a little bit personally. Um, I think there might've been some better options at the time, but he does have potential um, to go forward as well. So we'll see with that one. Um, He had
0: a pretty good, he had a great point. I just looked
1: at
2: it. Then again, it came into the safe Aston Villa defense. I wanted him as my priority, the wing back. I wanted him. And then by the time it came back to me, Mings was still free. And I was like, well, Mings is probably the next consistent safe defender that I, I like the look of. And I yeah, you're
1: probably like, right with
0: that. Yeah. I
1: even has got
0: 138 points there. Like,
2: yeah, I don't know, I even feel with I even feel with Wood in the seventh, I think that's like he's underrated a bit. He mm, is underrated,
1: isn't he? I Every that, season, as, he's as underrated.
0: My, as my third striker, like, I'm pretty happy with that. And, yes, yeah, I like that as a pick, too. Heat. I think the only reason for me, um, I'm just trying to get my bloody draft thing back up. Uh, only reason that um, I hadn't gone for him was I already had two forwards. Yeah. Because, yeah, you've gone forward, defender Yeah, um,
2: and keeper and then have to go forward again.
0: Yeah, I didn't. So, and I, that's when I mixed up with the keeper and then, you know, it was going back the other way and, oh, yeah, yeah. I needed a defender at that point. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about um, Saka just because of Arsenal. I don't think it's just him as a player, but I'm worried about Arsenal generally, but... That was probably my first risky pick at round eight. Um, And then Suchek was just a safe, like, pick. He was, you know, defensive midfielder, but he got so many points last season. I think West Ham looked okay preseason. It was just a safe, consistent player that can chip in and I can hold.
0: He he went late. Like, he got a great haul last year. And I think even at the end of the season before that, he had a pretty good runner form too. So... It's a little bit proven over two seasons, so I I don't mind him there.
1: Yeah, and feel- um, just just to finish up on, or oh, sorry, just 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 to say, um, I think picking up Lucas Mora in the fourteenth round is possibly a, a massive steal. Um, I I, I actually was going to pick him up as my last uh, midfielder. Mm. Uh, I didn't think anyone would jump on him, and I think that if they don't sign anyone. And uh, Kane goes that, you know, Lucas Mora can play up top, which we've seen in the past. So I think that that has potential to, to flourish as well. Dude, I'm, I was I love, white his, I
2: love white his face there when Marlon was
1: talking.
0: Hey, <laughs> I was sitting there uh, thinking, I'll, I'll grab Mora. I like him as a fifth mid. Again, exact same strategy as you, Hito, and I'm obviously the pick after you on that snake back. And he was still available. And I was like, I've played this perfectly. It just has to make one more pick. <laughs> the the mids got a little bit shaky after that, really. Yeah. Um, there was not a lot available. And, uh, yeah, when you picked up Mora, I was fucking swearing under my breath. Because my option then uh, got left with the a new player to the league who could do decently, but, you know, it wasn't, yeah, wasn't what I would have gone for. So, yeah. Um, I'll get to that when it's my turn, but yeah, that that gutted me. I was like, <laughs> "I love to hear that, mate.
2: I love to hear it." Yeah, I pretty much just went that off preseason form. I was like, "It's my fifth mid." Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, how about one that, of you boys? Oh well, yeah, go ahead, Miles. Well, I guess actually, sorry. Before I jump over, I'm just gonna say, my one kind of standout regret is I wish I had more. I wish I had a Chelsea player. Um, mm-hmm. and, That's really hard to do, and I would have liked somehow like more Manu, but I don't know how I would have got it. But um, yeah,
1: I guess I it's liked. it's just Sancho. You could have picked up Sancho, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh wait, KDB. Nah, KDB. yeah, that was the KDB that we discussed. Yeah. yeah. It, you're right. It was very hard for you to get it, Manu. But you know, you've got Luke Shaw, and I yeah. think he's going to go really well.
2: And I, and Chelsea just players just disappeared. They just never fell to me. And then it was all risky Chelsea players. So, mm. like you know, I I would have had to go. Yeah, I don't know. So that's my only two pull I think Chelsea and Manu are going to look really good this year. Yeah, yeah.
1: And do you want to like uh, guess... toughest teams to pick players yeah. from? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take us through the rest of your team, Whitey, or you want me to go? I'll go.
0: Okay, I'll go. Okay, so obviously I picked Sun Rashford, Ings, DCL Martinez that we already went through. Uh, then I uh, picked up Reece James, um, Foden, uh, Ivan Tony, Aspal Equator, uh, Smith Rowe, uh, Pereira at Leicester, Regulon at Tottenham, uh, and. Matt Ritchie, who's now out of position, Um, Leon Bailey, uh, who's the new signing we were talking about from Aston Villa. I wanted Mora, and then I got uh, the old Bachman. She's so high. (laughs) (laughs) The Austrian tank. (laughs) Oh mate! Well, I'll go. I'll get to him. I'll start somewhere near the top. Um, I think. Yeah, sixth pick was yeah. uh, I think called him James. James. Reese James, and. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Like, you don't seem to be stoked on that, but I just needed Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I know you needed Chelsea, but I think that's a pretty um, competitive spot, uh, especially with Hudson-Odoi playing most of preseason in that position. Um, but Rhys-James was at the Euros. He's back late.
0: Like, uh, I, yeah. we'll see. But Rhys-James has such an amazing cross on him. Like, he's honestly, mm. I think, one of the best crosses of the ball in our team. And we just signed a card. Yeah. So, my thinking was okay, well now we've got this amazing center forward. Um, and, he, you know, he's probably going to be used as a very much an attacking outlet. And we saw last season that, you know, even in fixtures where he wants, like, he might want to play match someone uh, who's quicker in the opposition's attack, he puts Rhys James as the third center back on the right Mm, and he does. Yeah. He was getting a lot of game time and I just really rate him. I think this might be his breakout season. Um, you know, he's still so young at any moment he could kind of explode into that. Maybe I think he's on the level of potentially Trent except for the fact he's not on free kicks. Um, so obviously not the same point hauls, but Mm -hmm. crossing wise. Yeah, definitely. uh, for me, it just seemed like a good option. Um, then I went Foden, which felt like I was going more for the name than the pick at that point. I thought about other names like Wendia, but I already had Ings, so I didn't want to go too Aston Villa focused. And I also, one of my ta- tactics in draft is to pick uh, teams, players from teams I think will win the league. Um, and at this point in the draft, I'm kind of happy to start taking a few risks because I felt I'd been fairly safe um, for most of the draft up until then. And And
1: I'll just say, sorry, I'll just, yeah, I'll I'll just say with that Foden pick, I know he's injured at the moment, but in draft, you know, just by owning that player is so valuable and it's a player that you don't need to worry about right now. So actually frees you up to play the rest of your team. So you can just have him on your bench and you know that he's going to come back and you know that he's going to be part of that Man City attack at some point. Uh, And that's when you can capitalize. So even though I think it's a risk, I think it's a nice educated risk as we've discussed previously in the the pod. Uh, So, and after, sorry, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but after watching Brentford this morning, I think Tony in the eighth, is going to be an awesome pick for you.
0: I'm really Brentford, hoping he's a Paddy B. Great. Yeah. I'm really hoping. I mean, look, that's a huge call because Paddy B had an amazing season and he's on pens. I actually don't know who's on pens at Brentford. Um, yeah, Toadie, Toadie.
1: Tony, yeah, Toadie's on Oh, fuck yes. He, uh, 11, 11 of his 31 goals last season were for pens. So. Okay,
0: and I can see why because they're very exciting. Uh, I had heard a lot about their goal scoring and I'd heard about a lot of the similarities with Leeds, their kind of work rate and winning the ball high up the pitch mm. and all that kind of thing. And I saw his goal scoring record and just thought, fuck, like I'd be stupid not to take that risk. And I thought I couldn't believe that miles hadn't grabbed him because I thought that miles would be excited about him. And
1: yeah. It, it was that's my usually next pick. The I, kind
0: of punt yeah. you take around then, like this is where we start punting a little, um, so yeah, I just thought, fuck, I got to jump on it. And I'm, I'm super forward heavy this season. Um, but it's to me, my forward line is looking pretty, pretty strong, I guess, as long as, you know, Ings can stay healthy and fits in at Aston Villa and DCL doesn't go too far down the drain pipe, but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really, really excited. And I'll I'll say quickly, when I saw 2-0 this morning, you know, as we all say, the first thing you see is the score, and then you go yeah. to see who scored them. I'm like,
1: 2-0. Ah, oh, yes,
0: straight in. And then I looked like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My Tony. And at that point, there was still half an hour left of the game, so I watched. Yeah, But uh, yep. Arsenal were pressing pretty hard at that point. And, you know, they were kind of playing defensively. But I I was yep. super impressed with them. Um, okay, we'll quickly go through a few others. Aspel, Equator. Um, I think that he will play most of the season at that right side of the center backs. Um, I did enjoy,
2: I did enjoy when you picked him last night, you kind of semi forgot you had James already. And then your face face when someone's like, Oh, double Chelsea. You're like, what? I I
0: know. And I have, I haven't had (laughs) Chelsea players for the last two years. So I, I was like, I do want to have a couple. So we've been getting so many clean sheets. Um, the record under Tuchel was amazing. Aspilicueta is the captain. I just think, you know, for the most part, he's going to play a pretty decent Mm -hmm. role in that Chelsea defence. So um, it's probably maybe his last real big season um, in that position because I think there's chat of them trying to sign others. Um, Sorry, that's my phone going. Uh, But, yeah, look, at this point I just wanted a Chelsea player and it's far enough down that I could get it. So uh, Smith-Rowe, don't love that pick hate it even more after fucking watching that game this morning. (laughs) Um, I, I just, there's something that doesn't excite me about him. I feel like maybe he was the right person to pick at that point, but I I just still, I just hate Arsenal. Um, Then I went Pereira, Leicester, which what do you guys think about
2: that? I was kind of surprised. I think that's good. I was, he was in my range of, I was nearly going for him.
0: So I was kind of surprised I got him there. Yeah. Um, then I got Regulon, who I've read a fair bit about that, you know, I think he might benefit a fair bit from um, Nuno's style of play uh, yeah. if he does revert back to, um, you know, his typical playing style that he played at Wolves. Yeah. Um, really. He could be very, very high up the pitch for a lot of it. Uh, Richie, we've already discussed, he was classified as midfielder last season. Now he's a defender again. Are you sure? I think he was a defender last year. Or oh, did I cook
2: that? I'm pretty sure he was a defender last year.
0: Well, I'll look that up while Miles is going through his stuff. But, yeah, well, for me, I thought he was out of position, but maybe I've gone the wrong. Maybe he's in, he a negative player. I, I think he's become I think he like got a switched
1: back. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I think he was originally a midfielder, um, and then he's yeah. dropped back in, uh, in later years. Um, All right. Okay. Well,
0: um, yeah, so... What was the last one? Oh, Bailey, Leon Bailey at Aston Villa. Um, yeah, looks uh, kind of like an exciting winger that might play on the left side of uh, – or, or either side um, of that at Aston Villa attack um, with Watkins, Wendy yeah. and Ings. I think it's a safe last mid risk. Yeah, like I, I'm like, not frothing on yeah. it.
2: Yeah, no, but you just TBC. Um,
0: That's my second last pick. And yeah. then last Is- one was um, Bachman. Yeah, Who is the welfar keeper.
2: Was there any overall, um, like, just quick snapshot, like regrets with something you did differently, wish you did differently?
0: Um, maybe DCL. Like, you guys are making me feel pretty negative about him now, I like you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I think I'm
1: happy. They're probably this just time. Smith, Smith, Rowe. I reckon. Like, that's probably Smith,
0: yeah. Like a little disappointed about him in some ways, but also, you know, he could play as one of Arsenal's. Um, you know, main attacking players this season. Yeah, depends how bad Arsenal go, really. Yeah, and if they sign Madison, he'll be, you know, under uh, threat. Yeah, sure. definitely. I don't know why so, he'd go to
2: Arsenal, though. So, yeah, I think he might be safe. Yeah,
0: I know. He's better off at Leicester. Yeah. Um, oh. But, yeah, so overall, I think I was really negative last night. But after looking better at everyone else's team's I don't feel as bad. I just think that the last couple of years I've been lucky enough to be early picks and I've been able to pick yeah. one of those really good players to start. And Son is obviously a good player, but he's not Salah. He's not Kane. He's not Fernandez. And I've had one of those three the last yeah. couple of years. So yeah. I, I just, I think I was a bit nervous about that, but maybe, I maybe overall I'm consistent. So. Yes.
2: It's very different when you're at that end of the, draft the snake if you're not used to it it's I'm not yeah i've had i've had the back half for the last five years i reckon i don't think i've ever drafted the first few so yeah it's, a, it's different yeah but milo what do you reckon about yours mate uh, i'm really interested to hear what you think here
1: yeah all right so i just wanted <laughs> to take you a little bit through my strategy so once we got to the end of round five i had a look at my team and i thought you know besides bruno everything's pretty risky. I mean, there's a lot of potential. Just to get through
0: those players though, quickly,
1: Milo, like, so, you know, I go Bruno Sterling, Werner, Antonio, Mares. So obviously they're big names and, you know, there's been a few question marks over a few of them, especially in the last season, you know, with Sterling and Werner, Um, but, and obviously Antonio being injured most of last season, but they're all so, how do I put it? Like, they can cause a lot of destruction. And I thought, you know, they fell to me at those uh, positions and I was uh, obviously having a bit of fun last night. And I thought, let's just go high risk for high reward. Let's see if I can go back to back. Um, So after that happened, I thought, hold on, I've got to get some points. I got to get some guaranteed points. So I actually really focused on building my defense. So my next four picks um, were defenders and I go, Van Dyke, um, Ding, uh, Cancelo, Creswell. Um, the only major concern I'm thinking with that is Cancelo with a little bit of rotation. But Two more risks I for th- me.
0: Two more risks. Let me butt in here. I, think yeah. I just don't think VVD is going to be quick to come back, for starters. They're definitely going to manage his minutes for a while. Like he's had a very
1: long injury and he's literally only just coming back. I think no, he's not only just coming back. He's been in, he's been training since the end of last season. I mean, I, I think that he is one that goes straight back in. I I mean, I'd love to hear a Liverpool perspective here.
2: To be honest, mate, I'm still a bit TBC. He's had some preseason minutes, but he hasn't played like four mm. games or anything. So yeah, I'm not
1: really sure what to.
0: Apologies expect. for the
1: phone ringing there. Uh- yeah, sorry about that guys. I'm I'm house sitting. I don't even know who's calling. So I'm just going to leave that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, um, when was the last time you had a landline in? Your yeah, house? I know. It's a flashback. Uh, no idea. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. know. For I me, think lo- I think it's long not as term, safe the, as...
2: I think lo- over the season it'll be fine. It'll just be a slow start. Okay. Them yeah, I'm up. I think it's okay.
1: I'm I'm quietly confident that he's yeah. um, he's up for a bit of redemption. So, I'm uh, I'm pumped to own him again. I've had him in the past and he's done well for me. Um, I think Ding is uh, a really fantastic uh, defensive player and he's really good going forward as well. So, he's good for double digit hauls occasionally. We'll um, see if he can stay ca- fit, if he can stay yeah. fit, um, Cancelo he he you know, he, he, again, you know, if he gets the minutes, he will be in the points, you know, Man City, keep clean sheets and he has such an attacking threat. Um, so I thought it was a good gamble to take at that point. That's a highly um, rotated position I, though for them. Yeah. But, but for, for him, I think it's less highly rotated than the other, other players that he's got because he can play on both sides. I thought he was um, pretty out of favor at last, at the end of last season. He definitely um, took a dip
0: to what I had in my Yeah, I'd read definitely. a fair bit about that in my preseason notes was that he was uh, a bit on the out.
1: Yeah, I, I probably should have done a bit more reading by the sounds of it, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a Man City player and if he doesn't play, then I just get my bench, who um, I always like to have a little bit of depth in the bench. So I'm not too concerned about about him because he's not going to just come on for like 10 minutes at the end. It's either he's going to play or he's not. Um, I'm a bit nervous for the three-time champ here. I don't know about you, Hito, but I'm a bit nervous (laughs) for him. Yeah, it's going to
0: be. Yeah, you go right.
2: right. Oh, mate. I was just going to say, I'm nervous that your last three picks were two mids and a forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm nervous
1: about. It's. It's very unlike me. Um, I will say that. Yeah. But um, look, so I go Creswell after Cancelo and um, I think that's pretty safe if you guys agree. I think think that's a really
2: good pick. I was going to get him Um, if it came to me. Yeah, Creswell's a
0: great pick. Yeah, I'd agree.
1: And then I've done something here that I've never, ever done in the past and my next two picks are goalkeepers and, there was a bit of strategy behind it. I've gone Edison and then on the way back, I've picked up Allison, And I think that obviously they're the, probably the two most sought after goalkeepers, probably behind Martinez. And I've done that for just trading purposes. Um, I've picked up oh. both of them. So I, so I can trade one of them um, because one of those players is probably worth a pretty decent mid or possibly an okay forward later on in the season, um, especially if they can
0: go. I was just going to add, like, remember we talked a fair bit on the pod last season when I was, I had both Pope and Martinez and, you know, I think at the middle of the season, they were both in the top 10 scoring
1: players. Um, yeah. And but you didn't we... do anything with it though. That's no, I thing. tried. I tried. I had yeah, a few
0: conversations. Well, yeah, okay. let, let's see. I just don't think a keeper trade is as easy as you're making it sound, and I, it's very hard to make a keeper sound super sexy.
1: That's true. That's true. But oh, you know, if, you you don't don't have ball...
2: if that keeper's Allison, though, have you seen that face? Like, that's it's got sex written on it. I
1: know right? who I'm going straight
2: to.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, Mitch Jacket. <laughs> if, if,
0: oh, oh,
1: <laughs> if he grows his beard back out. <laughs> get me a fan and as, as, as well as the, um, the trade potential, it was actually a blocking transfer, uh, sorry, a tr- uh, pickup. So it was like, I prefer to have, you know, one of those points on my bench instead of someone else's team. So that was another strategy behind the, the double, you know, premium goalkeeper pickup at that point. Um, and then the rest of my draft, I mean, it's it's just super high risk. I mean, it's Rudiger, which I've got to talk about a bit later because I did a bit of late night tinkering last night. Um, so I go Rudiger, uh, Gundawan, Cavani and Sa to, to round up. And I just really wasn't happy um, with, with a few of them after the draft. So... What I did was I took out uh, Cavani for Marshall because I've been doing a bit of reading and um, it seems like he's going to play at least the first couple of games. I don't know if it's that they want to try and, you know, sell him. So they want to play him, maybe he goes well, gets that 50 million price tag that they're asking for. Um, but I thought that with the Man United attack, um, Marshall could find a little bit of that old form that we, we know that he's got it in him. Um, so I did that late night. Um, I picked up Ben Rama for Saar because I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, he's had an awesome, awesome preseason. And I thought if he goes ballistic this week against, I think they're playing Newcastle, he would be probably first in the waiver wire next week. Um, it's a little bit of a risk because I know that Saar could turn it on as well, but I, after, you know, about an hour reading of Ben Rama, I just, he was available. I thought I had to pick him up just to own yeah. him. He was, um, for me, my last
2: mid decision was between Mora and Ben Rama to take the risk. Yeah. On either enough. one of them. So yeah, he's looked good in preseason. And then, yeah, I think that's, I'm just surprised how late you left some of those picks. That's all.
1: Yeah. And went, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, Gunda one lasted that long. That's kind of why I picked him up. I, I didn't actually want him. That's why I kept on passing on him. But I think, you know, just to have him, especially at the start while KDB's out, which is where we saw that he flourished the most. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought I'd just have to take a risk there and that's you know, fine the that fifth but for me it's a fifth mid pick. But I guess it's your thirteenth pick, so Yeah. Um But, you know, just to sum it up, I mean, my other late night tinker was, I just brought in Alonzo Rudiger just for this week because I think he's a guaranteed starter because of um, Chilwell's Chilwell's situation at the moment. Um, And he is so lethal for for fantasy points. So I thought I'd just try and get like a bit of ahead of the pack because my team kind of needs it because it's just so risky. Mm. Um, But even though it's so risky, I do want to say, even if, you know, I've got, a starting 11 in there that are firing, you've got to be pretty scared of my team. Like there's some names there that are just double-digit haulers and I could really, you know, like put the pressure on with, with, with some of these players.
0: Uh, yeah, look, Miles, I do agree. And I think if even maybe two of your risks pay off, then, yeah, we're in a whole lot of hurt for sure. Um, it's a team that could swing either way. Uh, yeah, I yeah, could be last. If, <laughs> if it swings the right way for you, we're all fucked. Yeah. If some of cool. these things pay off, but that's the nature of draft, the nature of fantasy football. So yeah, it's all ifs, buts, uh, and 100%. Um, yeah. Boys, I think that rounds us out pretty nicely. Uh, I've really enjoyed this little debrief. I think we enjoyed it a little too much. Uh, <laughs> I think we've got to talk for half an hour, and it's nearly 4 o'clock in Australia here. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that cool. was really fun. Um, after going through my team with you guys, I feel better, so thanks. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I don't think That's I'm going to win the league, but, you know, second yeah, again. game. We'll it's
2: It's, um, less, obvious. Let's, let's it's just... less obvious. Last year, it was like, okay, Marlowe's got the best team. Like, you had, like, what, Sun, like two other strong.
1: Rashford, KDB, um, Richarlson, uh yeah like I I had a I I drafted really well and then also my defense was like rock solid as well So there's
2: less of that this year from someone so it's a bit more up in the air who's got the leading edge before the season really kicks off
1: I'd agree I think this was definitely a tougher year let's just say let's all make a prediction you can't pick your own team at this point who would you think has the strongest team to win the league this year and um, we'll see if our, any of our predictions come through.
0: Oh man, you've really put me under pressure here.
1: Oh, look, I'll, I'll jump off. I'll, I'm just going to say, as a bit of uh, a bit of a punt team as well, I'm going to go with Stacey's team. I actually, I really like the balance in it, and there's a couple of question marks for a few people, but I don't mind it. Mm. That's I'd agree that's personally
0: with me. his midfield is. So- his midfield is very interesting. If it goes the right way, it's it's a very interesting team. And I'm
1: going to be he's, putting he's, these – sorry, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to say I'm going to be putting these teams up on our social so you can see what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah.
0: but he's mainly talking Kane. He's got Kane, he's got Sancho, Rapina, Zaha, Buendia, Pepe. Like, uh, like, and there's Trent. obviously a Trent. lot of questions there. And Trent. So they're the real highlights there. He's got a decent keeper in Lloris who – that goes back-to-back back years. Oh, he's got two
1: good keepers. He's got Lloris and Pope. So Yeah, and his defence is, defense is pretty good. Um, I think it's a really good balance. And if Benteke starts firing like he did at the end of last season, I think um, he's got a pretty strong team.
0: Shit, I think I almost have to agree with you. I'm looking through other teams here and it's there's no real, real standouts. I, I'd be, yeah, for me... Stace as well is interesting.
1: What about you, Hedo?
2: Uh, Man, I can't pick, to be honest. I start looking through players. I'm like, okay, that's looking strong. And then I get down to another player and I just go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no.
1: (laughs) Oh, rude. (laughs) You you are a very hard marker, though.
2: I am a hard marker. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, I start with Bobby's. I'm like, okay, it's looking okay. And then it starts throwing out Trossard. JWP. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I really, I can't even put someone out there to be honest.
0: All right, Hedo's picking no one to win the league. Good good from him. No one's gonna win.
1: I'll just keep the trophy for another year then. I eh? think
0: the
2: team that will win will have a bunch of changes made to it from what it looks like now.
1: Yeah. Well, we
0: all saw how different our teams were at the end of last year to you know how they started. So, all right, boys, that was really fun. I hope we didn't bore anyone. you know that's very specific information to us, but we do love a debrief and happy to share it with everyone. Miles um, is going to throw up those uh, those teams up on uh, on socials, uh, FPL draft boys, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that'll round us out for this week. Yeah, good chat, boys. Yep. Let's reconvene after a first game week. I'm yep. excited.
2: I'll see you in a few days. Right. Cheers, boys.
0: You. You.
2: Yeah. Later. Draft Boys.